Okay, Boker Tov. Good morning. All right, so I think partially, um, my drasha, the Shabbos, partially uh, was inspired by our, our class last week because we were up to MS, truth, um, and, and obviously, Midvar Shekhar Tirchak, distancing yourself from any falsehood, distancing yourself from any lying. Is 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 the truth? Actually, somebody asked me at my Shabbos table afterwards. Said, you know, uh, told me like the drasha. He was very inspired, etc. So he said to me, "Listen, he was no youngster. People have been lying for years." So I said to him, "This is just to 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 point something out." I said that people, of course, have been lying for years. Lying, you know, as I said, the Gemara says that Kushta Balma Rava thought that not one person in the world tells the truth all the time. Rava, right? The Rosh Hashiva of Pumbadisa in the fourth century uh, in, in in Babylonia. That's of course the case, but the tolerance of lying today, and and the 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 the, the societal breakdown of any truth. I said, I'll give you just two 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 examples. Number one is I was raised on George Washington can never tell a lie. Today, today. And I mean this for both parties. They would tolerate a, a, a professional liar as president, right? There's no question. You can be the president of the United States and lie. It's not that George Washington. Society tolerates lying today, right? Um, you know, it, it, the, even the people you would like to vote for, they're going to be lying. And we, and we accept that. That's part of society. Number two is journalism is gone. I mean, there is no – somebody asks me, where can you just get the facts just like no, no yellow journalism whatsoever. No one's tainted opinion. And I, could anyone, anyone, any, any ideas? Wikipedia, right there. Wikipedia is the worst, by the way. The worst. You know, I, I'm, 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 I'm in Wikipedia many times for my history series. It's a cool thing. And I sometimes I've seen them. The, 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 the Wikipedia. You can. I was looking at the Poland things one time. They were terrible. Like the Polish people put their thoughts into this stuff about uh-huh. the Holocaust. I, you know, you put you talk about like anything which is Israel, like any anything. It, it, it's people's input. Now it happens to be somewhat normal because there's so many people and they do have standards. So, but anything with this, like not everyone. Just like I once was reading about Middle Evil uh, Jewish philosophy, I was gonna throw up. I was like, who wrote, what wrote this this stuff here? It was so subtly subtle. Off Wikipedia, but that's but but you know, having said that, that that's that that at least many of the people posting on Wikipedia are intelligent people, and there are people who cross check you on there. Uh, but this journalist that today is, is filled with people's biasness, lies, you know, half stories, half sentences. Look at Israel. Look at how Israel gets covered. By the way, in the mainstream media, it's terrible. It's completely out of context. Look at that Kentucky, the Covington. That Covington case that just killed the Catholic kids. You know, on all sides, it was like so terrible. So just like my, that society lies. And, and what I, my third point is, which is unfortunate, I, I did point out, and this is true, I said, that story I said to Chaim Soloveitchik yesterday. I said, I can tell you a difference. I, you know, I've dealt with Rosh Yeshivas like Shmuel Kamenetsky and, you know, all these other people. And you see with younger Rosh Yeshivas, it's not the same rigorous truth Every word, every not one thing. It's that that standard of care, even by religious Jews, is a little bit weaker. And I think that's just because society is weaker, and society is weaker. This is very important because what I said at the end yesterday. If there's no Hashem in the world, there's no reason you can't lie. <laughs> there's no reason. 
Why oh, do you, is there anything besides the Torah? Is there anything that's objectively true? I mean, everybody can give their truth, except for the Torah. There is no. So, in theory, there should be some science that's objectively true. Uh, even trust some me. science, some aspects of science, you know, are objectively true, right? They math, change. math they for change. sure. Math for sure should be objectively There's true. A principle called Heisenberg: you, you can't even measure something because when you measure yeah, it, it changes. Right. So, oh, even that, <laughs> even that. There should be something very. There should be something, but, but but you're right. But there still should Other be. Than the Torah, but 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 here's here should be objectively true. Certain historical facts should be historical true. Now, I'm not telling you why the certain things happen. They're still going to tell it in the right. Right, way. exactly. Everybody's you know, I, 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 I my my quote in the, in the Washington Times last year with my article was yeah. Nietzsche. Right, history is the tricks we play with the dead. Right, that that is even history you can use for. Sure. But but I I, I don't want to get into whole. Yeah. You know, uh, everybody's going to tell it in his own right. way. Right, but the point for us is is that really to be a Torah Jew we have to be MS. And as I, really what my my point was yesterday is that the Torah says. Because from, from lying, because um, the fact is that lying is prevalent, and the damage of lying is very severe. It really, really is. It, it, it damages you, and it damages your house. And as the Chinuch brought down, and as the, the Marsha and the Maral, lying has no future. So a movement that's based on lies, a, a Judaism that's based on lies, a lifestyle that's based on lies, a, 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 a country, a person, a family, it, it doesn't last. And it may be successful for some period of time, but any marriage based on lies, any parenthood based on lies, any reality, it doesn't last. And the damage is damages yourself and damages everything around us. Just pick up. I thought this. you were going to quote the Gemara when you mentioned that because I think it actually said that the letters MS can stand. Yes. And the letters Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, the letters so, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. MS, right, exactly. Also, also true. I, there's so much to say. I, I thought that's where you were hearing Yeah. Right. And I, I, the Marsha actually quotes that. The, the Marsha I mentioned actually okay. quotes that. Okay. Va'emis says the the Pelayos. Va'emis Yisoid Binyan. The emis is actually just to get this point. Truth is the foundation of every building, right? If you want for emis and checker just a minute, If you want to build a marriage, if you want to build a parenthood, you want to be a, a, a company, you want to build a life. If you don't have trust, you don't have truth. It doesn't last. It's faulty. Right, you know, when you see fake Jewish movements, whether it's like the Karaites, the Sadducees, Reform, whatever it may be, it doesn't last. It just doesn't stand the test of time because it's not built on on, on truth. Sheechad haya Rasha Gomer. So he quotes a medrash. There's a person who was a Rasha Gomer. Listen to this. If a person was a Rasha Gomer and he a complete Rasha, and he said, "I will only tell the truth," only, he ended up doing tshuva. You know why? Because once you start living truth, you can't, you, it's, you're inconsistent. The, the, the decision to tell the truth, you know, even on a small level, which means he wasn't looking to change his life. He was just going to be honest in his statements. <laughs> He's going to be completely honest. And that's how he ends up to chewing. What is the problem? How did he become a Baal Tshuva? He said, if I was going to do a, an Avera, he thought to himself, if they're going to ask me, what did I do? Ma'ashiv, what am I going to answer? Im Omer Emes, Im Omer Emes, Evesher Kalm. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to cheat on my wife. So now I'm going to tell her, she's going to ask me, where were you? I'm going to have to tell the truth. Right? Where were you, husband, for three hours? Oh, well, I was in a pub with a lady, and then I, you know, hey, where's he going to tell his wife? He's, you know, if he's going to, if he's going to steal. So I said, what do you do? Like, well, I went ahead and stole. What are you going to say? He can't say, Im Omer Sheker. If I say Sheker, I just accept it to always tell the truth. Hari Evra Mashikabaldu, Vazen Nimna. 
For this, and this is the way, this Rosh Gamar, this complete, when, when the measure says someone's Rosh Gamar, it doesn't mean that he didn't say brachas with Kavana. It means he's a Rosh Gamar, a complete wicked person, a cheater, a neof, everything. And he ended up doing doing doing, doing tshuva. He didn't go this. Again, again I, 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 Yaakov Kamenetsky could say he never lied in his life. That's why you learn someone's Torah. Right, according to the MS for Rav Knusah Sheker, and the more we view Sheker, lying is toxic, even small lies, even fibs. You never read, ever know, ever read like 18th century American literature about telling a fib. Remember those like when you're like a little kid, like it was a bad thing to tell a fib, uh, like even a small lie. It was society, and again, people did it. But society looked down at it to tell a fib. I don't even hear the word fib anymore. Like you think fib, you think like it's like a fig or something. Like what's a fib? What's like a fib? Like you know, and a white lie. By the way, today, what's a white lie? Nothing bad. White, even in, in context of literature, a white lie is like normal. That's like people tell white lies. Right? That's you know, like a, a white lie is a serious thing. Like the point of white lies, that's a, it's not such a bad lie. That's how people talk about a white lie. It's like, not so bad. Okay, it's accepted. It's a normal. Something that's egregious. Okay, lie completely. That society looks down at it. But a fib, a white lie, well, it doesn't exist anymore. But according to God, for Rav Gives a Shekhar, about Rice and Shachar, and Roy Lad Mishazik, that's how you should raise your children. But Minas Emes. When many years, Shemach, but all the Varv Emes, Vichanyas, Yamal, and Mishmalem, Shalimatsu, Pim, Lush, and Tarmus. From a young age, you have to acclimate yourself to tell the truth. Tell the truth. In the many years, Shemak Pradar as a Chanyasu, of Yomar al Mishalem Shalom, nothing different. The first thing to teach your children is to tell the truth. The first lesson a child needs to know is to live the truth, to tell the truth. <coughs> and if they tell the truth, you should make sure not to punish them as bad. Don't punish a kid for telling the truth. Sometimes a kid has to be punished, but, but not for telling the truth. That should be rewarded. Um, but if a kid tells a lie, then you should, then you should give it to them. For lying, they should be punished. The kid should learn from Avna Shaker. You know, these kids are raised. If you get used to lying, you lie your whole life. Actually, I saw. I didn't say this yesterday, but I, I, but there is. This is a very very famous study. I forgot where this was. I didn't have time to check it out. There was a study in the 1970s. It was called illusory, uh, illusory rep- or, or repetition lying. Basically, the test was as follows: They took college kids for several weeks. They told them certain things, uh, and they said this is false, true, and true and false. They would say, "Tell this is this true, this is false," and certain of the things that they would tell them over and over to were complete lies or complete stupidities or falsehoods. Over time, these people believed. Which is, when you hear something enough, like Goebbels' famous thing, right? You tell a lie a thousand times, right? When you hear a falsehood enough, people actually will believe it over time. Which means if you feed somebody a lie and a lie and a lie, they actually will come to believe it, right? That's why you can be raised in a certain country or culture, be fed complete lies, and you cannot hear anything different as you get older, because that lie became your reality, mm-hmm. right? So if the news, by the way, will say about Israel, about Israel's apartheid, say, that is very bad, right? Because the more you hear that, even if you think you know Israel's not, it will sink in. Oh, it's also an apartheid state, right? Because right, so if all you're reading is the Guardian 
and uh, Huffington, Huffington Post. And the whole college, the college campus thing, where you got all this left wing, right? So that the, so ideology just filters into these kids, right? Exactly. It's you know, I mean, I don't exactly. So basically, that's the danger. So if you're raising a child, by the way, on lies, or they're used to lying, they will never have a calibration of truth. This is actually this is actually goes beyond. The metaphysical, it's in the spiritual and the passion in, in real life. Not only will they will they they not they learn how to lie, but their whole moral calibration will be off because they will have had in their head lies which become truth to them, right? That that that's what it is. So uh, how, did, how did Rivka get away with you know the thing? Ah, I spoke about this eight years ago. <laughs> how do you not remember? Shame eight years ago. So it's, it's so what I spoke about was at Devora. Right, Devora taught Rivka. That's that's why she was more, the main, she was the main she person. Was, right, Devora was the one who taught her. She met Avraham, and she taught Rivka. That's why they mourned for her when she died. Uh-huh. To Chazal. So what did she teach her? She taught her truth. She her teacher, Devora taught her truth. Taught Rivka truth. Yeah. So how come she did what she did? You know, with um, Yaakov telling him to. How come Yaakov was each Emma's taught truth? Well, that's what we're asking. Shalos, I'm, I'm, I'm that, that was my question. Yeah, I, I thought you were asking how Riv. I thought you were asking. Me, how Rivka in the house of Lavan no. and Besuel no. and and and, no, and, her, and her parents and, and Nachar, right? No, the, I, it was Devorah. Oh, that's the difference. Right. That's the, yeah, that's that's, that's, a, that's a good question. That's a, a different drasha. But we're gonna, what 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 real truth was? And real truth was Asaph was not supposed to say the bracha, and the, and, and it had to be since Asaph was a fake. He had to be. You had to deal with Asaph on his own level. And when Yaakov says. To Ace to, to Lavan, Achyani Baramayas, that Rashi, right? Achyani Baramayas, if you're a trick, I, I, I will create a balance of truth by tricking you back. That's a different discussion, right? Um, okay, but it's a good question. I, I thought you were actually asking how Rifka could come yeah, to truth. That, that yeah. Yeah. What, about, what about our own? They, they say that sometimes he would bend oh, the yeah. truth yeah, to the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Avraham Avra, Avra and Sarah, right? Yeah, yeah all, all of these things actually. Yeah, this is a different thing. Jasper on Checker and, and MS, what total truth is. I don't want to do that because that's like a, it's a whole different topic. Uh, that's the ultimate good. Right, right. Yeah. Telling a colleague she's not of the Chasud of the Gemara, right, and she's yeah. not so pretty. Like all those. That's all the same sugya, and it's a little bit of a different thing. Let's because those are an exception to the rule on how those work. It's it's abused and misused. So I don't want to go there right now because it's a large topic. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bookmark. I did speak he about. It. He should get to really no, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't do this. It doesn't. It doesn't because it's that's like um, exceptions to what he's trying to do. Yeah, right. The, the 99 percent is is this. Um, but those are good questions. And Michal me this to MS. And what's MS? What's to tell the truth? It's to say what truth is. When a person's truth to tell the truth. Um, um, and when something's not tell it, it's embarrassing to have to retract. Right, if you're gonna say something, keep it. Right, you know somebody asked me about Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky yesterday. I also saw my meal, so he said to me like, you know, sir, the Kamenetskys were always truthful people. Like you're very truthful. I said you don't understand what truth is. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. Listen to Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. This story, I, I'm sure you heard. But when you think about this story, it's so mind-boggling that Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, when he was a bacher in Slobodka, so that means. He was somewhere between like 16 and 24, 26, okay? 
Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, when he was in Slobodka, he was, he did not, go, you know, people didn't go home for Pesach like that today. There was no planes and trains like so easily. And there was trains, but they were to the major cities. And if you were in a shtetl, it was traveling. They were poor in Lithuania. So Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky was once at somebody's house on Pesach. And he realized that the kasha situation was not up to his level. So he didn't want to eat certain kind of foods. So what he said is, he's machpin on gabrachs. Now, gabrachs means, like, with chassidim are careful. You don't eat, right? He kept it for the rest of his what's life. That, that? So he doesn't, you don't eat matzah and liquids. So he didn't eat most of the food. Now, if you and I would say we're machpin on gabrachs, what would be the first thing we'd do? We'd go matzah neder. We'd say, listen, I said this only in the situation. Or I didn't really mean it. I don't want to embarrass the people. I couldn't, we're not going to eat treif. Rabbi Yaakov Krasi, let's say he was 18. He died at 96 years old. For the next 80, almost 80 years of his life, he did not eat kabrachs. He children did, but he didn't. You know why? Because one time, in a situation where he was compromised, he said something, for the re- he couldn't have another, by the way. For the rest of his life, he didn't do it. That's Emes. You say something, you mean what you say. That's why Rabbi Yaakov Krasi never told a lie. That's an amazing, when you th- play that out in your head. For the rest of your life, you know, by the way, like, in Lithuania, the minute in Lithuania, the yeshivish people was to dip their matzah in the soup to show you can eat kabrachs. You know, you dip the matzah. You know, like the chassidim don't do it, so you do it, you know. Right? The rest of his life, he didn't do it. And he, not that he held that kabrachs was a problem, but because he said that. And if you say that, that's because he was a person of truth. Never go back on what you have to say. Don't say you're going to do something you're not going to mean it. I didn't say this story yesterday. Um, but, you know, the Chazan Ish once with one of his brother, Shmuel Graneman, and they were going together, and they, they needed a minion. They had exactly 10 people, so it was they had this minion, but it was supposed to be at, uh, it was supposed to be at 1230, got delayed, and it ended up being close to 1240, 1245 by the time they got a minion. Shmuel Graneman tells, tells his brother in law, Chazan Ish, he says to him, I told someone I'd be there at 1. He'd think a 1230 minion, I'd be there at 1. What should I do? Now I'm the 10th. He said, what do you mean? You told someone, well, don't worry with him. And you gave someone a command, you're going to be there. We'll have to get somebody else. You gave somebody your word, you're going to be there at 1 o'clock. Don't say, well, come late and say, oh, I had to get there for a minion. You said something at 1. Someone made their schedule around you. And you said you'd be there at 1. And you could be there at 1. Don't have to go back and say, oh, I'm so sorry. You know? Now, there's sometimes in life where you get delayed. But then you first of all, me, this is to tell the person. But it's not that you chose... To do this, you said something. You do something. And Kimisha, and then he says like the Gemara says in Bava Metziah, Misha Para. What's Misha Para? It's a curse. But what? It's a curse. That's true. But what is, what is Misha Para? If you say that you're going to buy something and you make the deal, right? And you made the deal. We're, not, we're talking about you had a closure and a, a contractual, almost a contractual. You didn't change the money. So but technically, you, you can get out of it, but still, you right. You, you get a, you're cursed because you're a liar. You said you you know you're doing the deal, mm-hmm. right? You you had a verbal agreement. The only thing is, you didn't have a, a signature. You didn't have a, the handshake, which in halacha, good diamond deal. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't have a halachic closure. But you told the person you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. You said you had a closure on the deal. So Misha Parmi Dura Mabel Dura Vlogger said a person who who who. who uh, who Hashem who, uh, who punished the, the generation of the, of the deluge, of the flood, and, and, the, and, the, and dispersion, will punish a person who's not standing by the words. Before you say this, think, 
Imagine this. Think before you speak. Wow. Very un-American. Right? <laughs> think, is this something I can do? Right? Will, can I and will I do this? Right? And imagine your word should be gold. Your word should be gold. <coughs> Especially by our Torah, the Torah of Emes. We have a Torah of truth. When you're studying Torah, when you're learning Torah, it has to be with truth. When you're living Torah, it has to be with truth. I still have in mind one of these days. I almost, when, uh, when, we, when, we through, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg steps down, because that's going to be, wow. Can you imagine when she steps down? That's a Supreme Court fight. If you thought that when Justice Kennedy stepped down, can you imagine what's going to happen with Ruth Bader? I mean, because it's it was, that will change. If it's, un, I mean, that's going to be like. But I wanted to write an article when, when Kennedy stepped step down. My, my, I've said before the difference between law school and yeshiva. I really, I have, I, I think I still going to do this one at one point. The difference between law school and yeshiva. When I went to law school, it's, it's without a joke. The, the two most coming attractions uh, is constitutional law and criminal law. Constitutional, for, by far, Wands criminal is, is, is second. Of, of one L, by the way. You know, some of the other, uh, why? Constitutional law, it was crazy because at the end of the day, you're going to deal with all like, the juicy abortion. My day, one of the big things was uh, alternate marriages. Uh, it was before. This is way before it even came to. Remember, the, these law kids were going to be the ones pushing these laws afterwards. Uh, it, you, know, you talk about First Amendment rights gun rights. I mean, it was crazy constitutional law. It's like everyone has... So what was amazing to me is nobody reads the Constitution. They have their thoughts. I could have told you everybody who's going to find the right of privacy in the Constitution based on who the kids are. Everyone in the class was very predictable where they would fall. They're all reading the text, right? But they put their thoughts in the text. That's why when you have a Supreme Court candidate get up there, really, what, what should be the question? What, you don't ask anyone what they hold about abortion or marriage, or gun rights, or anything. You know why? Because it doesn't make a difference to your opinions. Your job is to read the Constitution. Yeah? It's not... Your, your own thoughts should be irrelevant. It should be non-sequitur. It shouldn't make a difference. But you know what? The, con- the Senate's right. They know that they're going to put their thoughts in. The difference in yeshiva is this. When you come to yeshiva, and you read the text of the Gemara, and by the way... When you learn Torah, it's supposed to affect you. You know, it's supposed to change who you are. It's not what you hold. You know, it's not what I believe. It's what Hashem wants from me. If the Torah says I have to do something, and right now I'm not doing that, then that's what I got to do. You know, that, I don't care what I like, what I'm comfortable with. It's what Hashem wants. So you're learning Torah to search for truth. So how do you learn Torah in Yeshiva? You start with the Chavrusa, and you start arguing, what does the text say? No, the Gemara says this, the Gemara says this, the Gemara says blah, 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 blah. Then you have a shear. You can argue with a Rebbe even. You know? Bam, 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 bam. And then you have, you discuss shear. And you go back to Rebbe. And you go, you go And then there's a shear Kloli in the Yeshiva where the Rosh Hashiva speaks. It's all a search for truth. Really, when you're learning Torah, it's not, you're supposed to, the text is supposed to teach you. And you're not supposed to put your opinions into the text. You know, I had this conversation again with somebody, I had lunch yesterday with a person who's a member of a temple on, on, on Thursday. So I said to him, this is a person, you know, I'm very, I'm very close with him. So I said, we're talking about the situation. I said to him, like, do you really believe in it? He says, I'm comfortable. I've had this conversation like this. Like, I don't know. This, like, you're comfortable? You're comfortable. 
See, I want to sit next to my wife and my kids. I said to him, that's very nice. Do you think, does it make a difference if you're comfortable? Is it right or wrong? <laughs> it's not comfortable. It's not a question of comfortable. I said, you're always going to be comfortable the way you're raised. You're comfortable. Like, you may be comfortable with jihad if you're raised in, 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 in the Taliban. Does that make it right? Well, comfort zone's always the way you're raised. My question to you is, do you believe in this? And if you do believe in this, why do you believe in this? Happened to me, this person was, was raised in a Sephardi home, not a, a non-traditional, a non-Orthodox Sephardi home, but he knew what tradition is, and he, didn't, he wasn't able to say to me, honestly, that he's right. He didn't say, like, you know, because we do what's right, and by the way, this applies to all of us. You know, there's halachas. You know, I mentioned today about the World Cup or the World Series. I'm not sure it's this afternoon. There's not one Orthodox Jew who can tell me honestly that Mincha is second to the world to the Super Bowl. Now, you may tell me honestly that I, I'm at that level. That's a, that's, a, that's a mensch answer to me. You know what? You're not at that level. I can handle that. You know, I'm not at levels to do certain things also that I know are right. But what's unacceptable to me is that it's okay. <laughs> that's fine and dandy that, like, when Hashem said Mincha Marev, he said, except for the weekend of. Uh, you believe that that's, that's a gross error you know, you know I, if a person says to me that they're not at a level that's fine you, and, and you know what you have to be honest with yourself you're not at that level but if you're if you're really not at that level you're not at that level to say that's okay turn to the turn of truth I mean, you, can't, you can't be a liar to yourself because if you lie to yourself you'll never fix it you know I said to this guy I said you want me to understand something the reason the Sephardic world in Israel was did Shuva Rabbi Yosef, or you look at, you know, the Mexican community, the Argentinian community, Sephardic, actually was in Argentina, I was amazed at the Sephardim, how many Bali Shuva there are in Argentina. I said to me, you understand why? Because they always went to Orthodox shoals. And even if they drove to shoal, they knew they're wrong. <laughs> but the minute you change the laws, you know, there's the point of no return. You won't ever get there. It's a Torah of truth. Even if you're driving, if you know you're wrong, You'll be able to fix it, but the minute you think you're right, that's the, where the problems start. That's you, you can't. And, and if you don't learn Torah, right? Imagine the following thing: a person says to me, "Listen, Rabbi Levine, I want abortion." The Constitution doesn't say it. Fine, but you know if I can get it. so at least you admit it. There's no right or privacy in the Constitution. There's like this Griswold case. Anyone know Griswold? Remember Griswold, Connecticut, the, yeah, the Yelly case, yeah. 1961. That's how the right of privacy, the penumbras. You know, I mean, it's, you know, but so you, you, you want abortion, you want this stuff. I'm not, I'm not really, you know, I, I don't want, I can't tell, but the point is, don't, just don't say what things say and they don't say. You, you want something, fine. You know, I, I, you know, somebody said to me, it's amazing to me, a guy I was visiting yesterday, so I believe, I'm so happy you're anti-Trump. I'm like, you know, anyone who votes for Trump, like he heard me speak yesterday. He thought I was like the most, you know, I've been a, you know I'm a Bernie Sanders fan all of a sudden. You know? <laughs> I said, I said, I don't want to, like, I, I said, you know, like, you're like the, the point is, is I, it, it should, uh, it bothers me if somebody I voted for Trump, but I would vote for him again. But to be honest about the guy's faults, I mean, how can you be honest? He's so blinded and. and, and you know, it bothered me to no end, to no end, when there are Barack Obama people who voted for him. Well, that bothered me too, but uh, <laughs> but what really bothered me, really, I'm serious now, what really bothered me is that you could say it's pro-Israel. You're a liar, and you're lying to yourself. You, may, you, you, you are the biggest liar. Anyone who was in Israel didn't think he was pro-Israel. 
There's a reason why Israel thinks Trump is amazing and, and Obama's not. You want to say you voted for Obama because you like his domestic policies, you like the way he speaks, you find him to be inspiring. I don't have a problem with that. I may disagree with you. I don't think you're a liar for that. I think you're a liar if you think he's pro-Israel. I honestly think you're a liar. I think anyone who said that's a liar. And I'm happy to challenge anyone who says that. I think they're a darn liar. They were so biased by the way they liked him that they were able to lie to themselves and to other people that he's pro-Israel. It's not a question of, he was not pro-Israel. Michael Oren, who's a pretty liberal guy, who wrote a book called Ally, talking about his dealings with Obama. I mean, you've got to be crazy. But you're so, we get so biased that we can't tell the truth. And our Torah, and the most important thing is not about politics. It's even our families and our kids, which is, is how we come to Hashem. How we learn Torah. You know, what, what's, if, we, if the Torah is not true, then we have nothing true in our lives. We go back to Andy, how we started. There's nothing true in the world anymore today. If the Torah is not true, there's no truth in the world. There's no emis in the world. And if the Torah is, even if it's a kid teaching you, I know somebody that she'll ask me, actually I'll tell you, who the word of Shem said, he's, he's, you know, he's an older guy, he's learning with Shlomo Lieberman. He said, is it a problem? I said, he's, you learning? He said, no. I said, no. He said, yeah. You learn Torah from everybody. Someone tells the truth, you give it to them. You know, when I was a bachar, I learned with people, and I remember I was in law school, I used to learn with professors, like, you know, they were very smart people, but they, they didn't have the truth. And if you can, and then vice versa. If I have someone who knows more, know more than me, I would be happy to learn. I'd just make it any age. Uh, the you, people you mean you learn Torah with them? Torah, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Amun Shavchu, Vlodifras Derech Kazavim, Masay Shav Maduchim, Raka Emes Derech you have to look for truth, live truth. When you learn Torah, when you hear Torah, it's always, what is truth? What does Hashem want from me? What is MS? You'll find favor in the God, Isaac God. And sometimes truth is hard, by the way. It means changing things you don't want to change. Even for all of us, it means doing things you don't want to do. And sometimes our life situation changes. And our, and our personal situation changes, and we just push it, don't want to do it. And he says, I'll discuss this more. I have two more topics coming many weeks ahead. One in Hoda, to be able to admit things in life, to admit. And he has another topic called Sheker, uh, which is much, much later. Next week, we'll start with Abir Salev, having courage to do things this way.